0: It's finally February Just kidding no it's not I just wanted to say that because yesterday I was certain that today would be February but but no Aaron on Instagram reminded me that this month still isn't over. Today by the way is Friday January 31st and this January has been the longest year of my life so far. I am really hoping that a Groundhog's Day situation doesn't come up so that next week I can finally rejoice that it is a different month. Hi and hello! You have found the podcast for moms who don't have time for podcasts. I won't try to sell you an e-course and this isn't a TED Talk. Think of me as your internet bestie as we share recommendations, laugh about the ridiculous things we see online, and cheer each other on. I'm Indiana Adams, and today, by the way, is the short and sweet podcast that hopefully brightens your day. I know you have a lot on your to-do list, so thank you for letting me come alongside you as you get stuff done. I am so glad you're here. Speaking of the movie Groundhog's Day, a movie with a similar premise of a day that keeps repeating itself just premiered at Sundance. It's called Palm Springs, and it stars the delightful Andy Samberg. He's stuck in a time warp, waking up every morning to find himself still in Palm Springs on the morning of a destination wedding that he's at with a bridesmaid, who's his date. He's been reliving this same day for so long that he's forgotten what he ever did for a living or what his life outside of Palm Springs looked like. But then, suddenly, accidentally, he gets the bride's black sheep older sister Sarah stuck in the repeating day with him. Critics are loving it, and it just broke a new Sundance record. Hulu, along with the indie film distributor called Neon, just paid $17.5 million and 69 cents for Palm Springs. This just set the price paid for a movie at an all-time high, beating out the previous record holder, The Birth of a Nation, which was in 2016, by 69 cents. $17.5 million. I... I feel like they could have just maybe purchased the city of Palm Springs for that, not just the film, but I am still eager to see it. For those of you who may not know, here's a quick rundown of what Sundance is. Every year in mid-January for the last 35 years, a mass migration to Utah happens. Critics, Filmmakers, industry people, and celebrities head to this mountainous ski resort town, Park City, which is about 30 miles from Salt Lake City, where this annual festival, a 10-day marathon of screenings, panels, parties, and more, takes place. Films selected to play at Sundance must be independently produced, so made by companies who aren't Disney or Sony or Paramount, and they are usually available for acquisition at the festival. You may be wondering, why do these films need to be bought? Well, producing a film is less than half the battle. It still needs to get in front of an audience, and that's where festivals like Sundance and distributors enter the picture. Distributors attend the festival to shop for films that they can acquire for future release in theaters and or on streaming platforms like Netflix, Amazon, and Hulu. When an independent film gets selected for Sundance, its chances of being acquired by a studio like Lionsgate or Sony or an independent distributor like Neon go way up. But I don't like these odds. The chances of being selected are really, really slim. In 2020, 3,853 feature-length films were submitted for consideration and only 128 feature films were selected to play at Sundance. And just because a film screens there and then gets purchased doesn't guarantee that it's a box office success. Birth of a Nation was purchased for $17.5 million but only made $16 million. Side note, in what world do I live in where I just said the phrase, only made $16 million"? Amazon paid a respective $13 million and $14 million for Late Night and Britney Runs a Marathon, but audiences didn't love either of them. They were what's considered moderately successful. But what everyone really wants is what they call Little Miss Sunshine money. That film, which came out in 2006, cost $8 million to make, and it was purchased by Fox Searchlight at Sundance for $10 million and then went on to clear $60 million in the domestic box office, $40 $40 million internationally, DVD sales were $60 million, and rentals made $46 million. I mean, I adore Andy Samberg, but can that guy get Hulu $190 million profit from one quirky comedy? I mean, it worked for Abigail Breslin and Greg Kinnear, so let's see. For today's deals and recommendations segment, let's stay on this movie theme. Today, I want to talk about streaming services. For the longest time, I just had Netflix. I actually had them before it was a streaming service. I was one of the first people that I know who had it. It was before they offered any content online. I would get three DVDs in the mail, like old-fashioned snail mail, and then I'd have to mail them back to get a new one. I was in college. It was before I was married, so it must have been... 2003 or so. And I have been with them since. But over time, I got Hulu and Amazon Prime videos and HBO Now, which monthly, gosh, that all adds up. Here are some of the prices of the most popular streaming services. Disney Plus is $6.99 a month. Hulu is $5.99 a month. Netflix is $8.99 a month. And HBO is $14.99 a month. If you're trying to narrow down which streaming service to use and you're in the U.S., the answer is Disney. The content offerings are unparalleled and it's one of the most affordable services. I plan to get Netflix again when the next season of Stranger Things is out, but between Disney Plus and Amazon, I'm good. And if you're a Verizon customer, you can actually get a year of Disney Plus for free. That's an offer that they have on their website. I'll link that in the show notes. And then anyone can try Disney Plus for seven days totally free just to see if you like it. The Mandalorian is fantastic. High School Musical, the musical, the series is awful, but it's so awful that I kind of love it. Plus, I'm all about those nostalgic classic cartoons and I mean, when you flip through Disney, you kind of recognize almost everything that's on there. And that's not really the case when you flip through Hulu or Amazon Prime. Disney Plus launched in the United States, Canada, Netherlands, Australia, and New Zealand this past fall. And in March, will come to Austria, France, Germany, Ireland, Italy, Spain, Switzerland, and finally, the United Kingdom. And then in June, Belgium, Denmark, Iceland, Finland, Norway, Portugal, and Sweden will have access to it. So, international friends, you can dump the other ones. Disney Plus is the way to go. Are we connected on Instagram? If so, you may have seen a little video I made of me shopping for the week thanks to this week's sponsor, Prep Dish. On one tab, I had my Prep Dish planning sheet open, and on another tab, my grocery pickup order. I hope you were able to see that I'm an actual user and fan of PrepDish because I've been using them for two years. PrepDish is a healthy meal planning service that offers a variety of options, including dairy-free, paleo, gluten-free, and keto menus, which is what we do. They email you the entire week's grocery list You can do the shopping however you like to do it, online or meandering up and down every aisle. And then you take an hour or so on the weekend to prep all of that week's meals in one go. So then you are all set up for the rest of the week. There's detailed instructions so simple to understand that my nine-year-old and seven-year-old can almost handle this themselves if I would trust them with knives. During the week, I grab the meals I've already prepped, and I prepare them using their easy-to-follow directions. Before Prep Dish, I spent a lot of money hastily grabbing drive through but now my family can enjoy home-cooked meals even on our busiest nights. I want you to see how easy Prep Dish is, too. Our today, by the way, friends can visit PrepDish.com slash today to try it for two weeks completely free. That's prepdish.com slash today. Let me know what you're cooking up. How did your Today, by the way, challenge go to let your kiddos style you? I didn't see very many photos this week, so I'm curious if you did it and you just didn't document it or if it was a hard pass for you because your kiddos are too little to style you. My girl styled me for a ladies night that I had with my church yesterday, and y'all, it was so adorable they had so much fun and i was more than happy to wear all eight bracelets they chose and all the shiny clothes and shoes they wanted me to don i just drew the line at these stiletto heels that they picked out i'm like "Mm, no those are date night shoes but this got me thinking about the next challenge i thought we could keep it simple since valentine's day is coming up in a couple weeks let's spend this week planning a date It doesn't have to be a get out of the house and put on uncomfortable shoes kind of date. It could be as simple as renting a movie and popping some popcorn and making out a little bit. Not all of us are in a season where it's easy to get out for a date, but I'm hopeful that with a little bit of planning, we can take the opportunity to set some time aside for a little one-on-one with our partners. You may have to get up early for a home date of coffee and donuts before work, or you may get to hit up a restaurant you've been dying to try. But this week's challenge is to simply make some plans and then share those ideas with us on Instagram by tagging your photos or stories with TBTW Challenge. For our final segment this week, I'm gonna stay on this movie theme and I want to tell you about the very first time. I ever worked on a movie. The year was 2005. I was in college in Monterey, California at Cal State Monterey Bay when I heard that they were making a film version of the musical Rent. At that point, I had been such a big fan of Rent for years. I had the big book about the musical, I sang along to every song on the soundtrack, I saw it live in Chicago. I was a die hard Rent head. Out Tonight was my hype song and I had these fleeting fantasies that one day I'd play Maureen at some very local, very low budget production of the musical. Yes, please ignore the fact that I cannot sing. If my little hometown ever does this production, are you listening Jackson County Theater? I swear I will fly there to audition and stay for the duration of the run if I'm cast. Again, please overlook the fact that I cannot sing. So, When I heard that they'd be filming Rent in San Francisco, just a couple hours north of Monterey, I drove to the extra castings agency with a fistful of Polaroids of myself and I begged to be given a part, any part. I wasn't in the Screen Actors Guild, I had never been on a movie set before, I did not have an agent, I was just a ballsy college kid dying to be a part of this film. And I got picked. Because here's the secret, it's actually super easy to get extra work. And usually it's super boring. But this was not the case for this project. I was initially called in to be a waitress during Mimi's Out Tonight song, which made me so happy until I realized that the scene was set at a strip club. And at my costume fitting, I got really nervous. The costume was very leather and very tight and very small. Y'all, I went to Bible college before that. I was like, I cannot wear this in public, let alone on a movie screen where someone might recognize me. How can I get out of this? What have I done? And thankfully, I don't know, probably God's providence, the shoot date got moved back and I had a conflict on that day. I was very apologetic, but I was co-hosting my college's film festival, so I could not miss it to be a scantily clad strip club cocktail waitress. I mean, what would my pastor think? So thankfully, they recast me as a guest during Maureen and Joanne's engagement party, and it was to date. Many movie sets later, my very favorite experience on a film. Idina Menzel was so funny and gracious, and get this, she sang full out on every single take. Elsa and Alphaba herself, and I was right there. You cannot see me, so don't even try, but I was there trying not to cry because I was just so happy to be there. I will try to find a screenshot blur of me in the background for the show notes, but if you check rent on IMDb, you might see a familiar but uncredited name. All right, friend, that is it for today. We talked about Sundance's whole deal and why the movie Palm Springs has a lot riding on its record-breaking buy. We discussed streaming services pricing, and I shared which one was my favorite. Disney Plus. I told you a little bit more about Prep Dish, and the new Today by the Way challenge is to plan a date night. And then I told you about the very first time I was on a movie set. Everything we've chatted about today is at TodaybytheWay.com/episodes. Those are the show notes. That's where you can find links and you can see pictures. And y'all, can I just take a moment to gush about how amazing this community is? Guess how many hate emails I've received since starting Today by the Way zero and guess how many five star ratings on apple podcast over 200 i'm in the middle of curating some of these written reviews for a promo video for a google ad spot and tasked chris with the job of picking some out for the project and he's like wow these women really like the show so thank you for making me look way cooler than i actually am to chris this weekend <laughs> thank you for those reviews They really encourage me when it's 2 a.m. and I have two hours to record, edit, and publish the next day's episode. You guys are important to me, and doing this show with you is one of my greatest joys. So thank you for listening. It's almost not January. Today is a new day, and friend, I am cheering you on.